embrace incarnation, it will do a whole lot to shed light on our approach to reincarnation or give us more of a sense of what about incarnation would be so darn valuable that we would want to do it again and again and again. And make no mistake, even if you didn't think you wanted to do it again and again and again, you have. You're here, aren't you? Now, as we'll be seeing, the opportunity for incarnation, the opportunity presented by incarnation, is both personal and collective. But of course, they too are so interwoven that they're one. But for the sake of clarity, we're going to separate them out and then weave them back together again, looking at our individual opportunity through incarnation, and then shifting to the main focus, the very, very exciting collective opportunity that incarnation offers us at this time in the earth. Now, from the time we encounter the concept of reincarnation, we embrace it as a model that gives us some sense of understanding the mechanism that gets us from the start, whatever that is, to, if not the final finish finish, at least some reasonable marker that would be the end of the cycle of our lives in the earth in a physical body. And there are many versions of this reincarnation story that would tell you that the whole state of incarnation was a mistake. That if we had just not lost our heads, spiritually speaking, we wouldn't be in this pickle. We wouldn't be in this body. We wouldn't be here in flesh. And as a result, the idea becomes that our job is to somehow get out of the flesh. Our job is somehow to wake up from the illusion of the flesh. Going right along with that is the assumption that when it all started out, when the morning stars sang together, as Edgar Cayce put it, or at least at the beginning of our coming into expression as souls, everything was just perfect and we blew it. If we only hadn't blown it, everything would be okay. But now, we have to go all the way back to the beginning, find that perfect state that we originally were created in, so that we can be what the Creator intended in the first place. Now, I think this brings us to the $64,000 question concerning the purpose of reincarnation. Is it? all about going back to where we started? The question we have to ask ourselves when we think through the implications of that view is, is the purpose of life itself primarily remedial? Is life here simply the means of undoing a cosmic mistake? Is that your worldview? Could it be that all of the attainments and the struggles, all of the hopes, the fears, the joys, the disappointments of millennia of human experience is about nothing more than getting back to where we started? Oh my goodness. Let me off this train. I can't imagine a more bleak view of what life is all about. If you've ever missed your exit on a limited access freeway, and had to drive 20 miles just to get back to where you made your mistake, you'll understand the futility of this idea that we're, we're just here 
to go back to where we started. Now, I think we find a much more hopeful and expansive view in the Edgar Cayce material, a view that's much richer than the idea that we are simply undoing a mistake or simply going back to where we began. Although, as we'll see later on, there is indeed a remedial aspect to our incarnational experience. It is by far the lesser of the reasons that we are here. It all begins with the purpose for which we were created, for which we are brought into being. And, you know, we get into trouble whenever I use the past tense as if it, you know, if you went far enough back in time, you'd come to the place where we were created in the year minus zero, 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 zero or something. But the truth is our creation is outside of time. Our creation is not bound by the laws of time and space, yet from the perspective of where we are.